You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, this is Tim Rice, and this is my podcast, Get Onto My Cloud, episode 60. For nearly 50 years, I have been a sod. Of course, by sod, I mean a member of the Society of Distinguished Songwriters, or SODs. The Society was founded by songwriter Mitch Murray in 1971. Its original members were distinguished British songwriters indeed, and many more have been added to the club's ranks in subsequent decades. By and large, but certainly not exclusively, the members of SODs are songwriters who are not first and foremost performers. Back in the 60s and 70s, Alongside the staggering success of the Beatles, Stones and Co., the traditional Tin Pan Alley role of songwriter as supplier of hits to the stars who did not write their own material, that role was alive and extremely well. The era of the singer-songwriter was upon us, but plenty of extremely important and successful artists depended upon material created by the heirs to Cole Porter, Jules Stein and Sammy Kahn. Irving Berlin, Richard Rogers, Lorenz Hart, George Gershwin, Jerome Kern, to name but a few exponents of the great American songbook. And of course, their British equivalents, such as Ray Noble, Tommy Connor, Michael Carr, Jimmy Kennedy, Tolchard Evans, Lionel Bart, and many more. And the heirs to those amazing lineups of the 40s and 50s in the UK were Sod's founder Mitch Murray, Peter Callender, Les Reed, Barry Mason, Jeff Stevens, the two Rogers, Greenaway and Cook. Tony McCauley, John Carter, Ken Lewis, Tony Hatch, Norman Newell, Bill Martin, Phil Coulter, Mike Leander. These were the sods in their very early days. It was very much a society for writers who did not often venture into the spotlight. It was very much a society that existed merely for fun and friendship. Andrew Lloyd Webber and I had the honour of being elected a year or two later, and although it was a concept never quite up Andrew's alley, it certainly was up mine and I've lost count of the number of great evenings I've enjoyed since 1974 in the company of some of the gents who've written so many 
of the most popular songs of the 20th century. I say gents because there have never been any lady sods. This is probably now illegal, but to be honest, there were comparatively few hugely successful female British songwriters who were not performers in those early days. There was never a rule banning ladies. In fact, there were virtually no rules about anything. But all blokes together, even in black ties and at a decent pub, are not necessarily an irresistible draw for the opposite sex, certainly not back then. I'm aware that whatever words I use in this paragraph will probably get me cancelled. Besides, once a year, we had a much bigger bash, Sod's Ladies' Night, which, over the years, grew into one of the music business's biggest and most popular shindigs, at which those sods who had really wanted to be Tom Jones or Engelbert Humperdinck, or in my case Elvis, could regale a captive audience with their interpretation of their biggest hits, often hilarious, always ecstatically received. Nothing more ecstatically received than Barry Mason's annual rendition of Delilah. Ladies were a crucial component of this evening, and the most appreciative of guests. There were no particular aims to sods beyond that of friendship and gossip, including the tales of our latest recording or songwriting triumphs or disasters. The menus at dinners were often spectacular, the venues ditto, and many new ideas for songs or records emerged as the night wore on, with one or two even being remembered the following day, or even put into action the following month. Following Mitch Murray, the first King Sod, also known as the Sod Father, most members have been lumbered, uh, I mean honoured, with a stretch on the throne, some including Mitch more than once. He is in fact back in power as I speak, King Sod the 51st, having been the 21st, and of course, the 1st. Some Sods were primarily composers, some, such as your humble podcaster, mere lyricists. The latter group included Don Black, Norman Newell, Herbert Kretzmer, Barry Mason, and Gary Osborne, who nobly kept the society together for three consecutive years of kingship when Covid ruled and meetings were impossible. Many Sods do both words and music, and took to the stage or concert arena as well, such as 10CC's Graham Gouldman, the Moody Blues' Justin Hayward, the Shadows' Bruce Welch and Brian Bennett, and timeless rock and roll legend Marty Wilde. And Mike Batt has spent so much time on stage in a womble suit, it's extraordinary that in the daylight he's been able to write anything, let alone musicals, TV and film scores, classical works, and mega hits such as Bright Eyes and uh, A Winter's Tale. Mitch Murray, who is to blame for sods, has an extraordinary list of hits to his credit. His first was back in 1963, and it was a number one, but not in this version. How do you do what you do to me? I wish I knew. If I knew how you do it to me, I'd do it to you. How do you do what you do to me? I'm feeling blue. Wish I knew how you do it to me, but I have no clue. You give me a feeling in my heart, ooh la la, like an arrow passing through it. Suppose that you think you're very small. Won't you tell me how do you do it? How do you do what you do to me? I wish I knew. If I 
the Beatles, of course, singing the song that their producer George Martin assured them was a number one and a great follow-up to Love Me Do, but they wanted to record their own songs, and quite right too. George Martin was quite right too, as How Do You Do It rocketed to number one when he re-recorded it with Jerry and the Pacemakers, according to some charts, giving Jerry the first ever Mersey Beat chart topper, as Please Please Me by the Beatles only got to number two. This aberration is largely the fault of the author's of the definitive guide to the UK charts, the Guinness Book of British Hit Singles, which, as one of the authors, I dealt with in Get Onto My Cloud, episode 41. Check it out. I seem to recall the Beatles subsequently made up for this dubious injustice many, many times during the rest of the decade. And Mitch Murray continued to have hits. Another UK number one with Jerry and the Pacemakers, smash hits with Freddie and the Dreamers, the Tremolos, Georgie Fame, Vanity Fair, Cliff Richard, Tony Christie, and many more including a couple of number ones in the US, The Night Chicago Died, and Billy Don't Be a Hero. Many of his successes were written with the late Peter Callender, another delightful sod. There isn't room in this podcast to feature even a tiny fraction of Mitch's hits, nor indeed those of any of the Society's other alumni. Andrew and I were in awe to be invited to join the dinner tables of those who'd written, and in many cases also produced the hit recordings of so many unforgettable songs so many standards, almost before they left the writer's demo tape. Delilah and the Last Waltz by Les Reed and Barry Mason, Winchester Cathedral and the Crying Game by Jeff Stevens, Baby Now That I've Found You and Don't Give Up On Us by Tony McCauley, You've Got Your Troubles and I'd Like to Teach the World to Sing by Rogers, Greenaway and Cook, Let's Go to San Francisco and Can't You Hear My Heartbeat by John Carter and Ken Lewis, Downtown and Call Me by Tony Hatch, Congratulations and Puppet on a String by Bill Martin and Phil Coulter, I Could Go On and On and that's just one or two of the early hits of some of the early sods. As the years rolled by, new sods appeared, and others, sad to say, shuffled off this mortal coil, such as the immortal Lionel Bart, Russ Conway, Tony Hiller, Norman Newell, Herbie Kretzmer, John Miles, Marcel Stellman. But there are plenty still going strong, and further songwriters extraordinaire, who I hope to see at every gathering, include Frank Musker, Mike Darbo, Gary Kemp, Phil Thornalley, Tony Swain, Andy Hill, Phil Pickett, Wayne Hector, Nicky Chin, Hamish Stewart, Howard Jones, David Arnold, Ricky Wilde, Van Morrison, yes, Van Morrison, Dominic King, Nick Kershaw, Richard Kerr, David Lowe, B.A. Robertson. Then there are those who feel, perhaps like Lord Lloyd Webber, that it's not quite their bag. But should they turn up, they'd be welcome. 
Songwriters such as Guy Chambers, Jeff Wayne, Gary Barlow, Roy Wood, David Essex, Rick Wakeman, all sods, once a sod, always a sod, whether you like it or not. I'm terrified of missing any sod out, as I love them all equally, but my lawyers are primed to field any complaints. As a mere words man, I've often discussed the possibility of writing a song or two with a tunesmith. And indeed, thanks to sods, I had the opportunity to do this. However, I've never been particularly adept at writing lyrics without a theatrical or filmic background story. I greatly admire those songwriters who can conjure up what is in effect a mini-musical in three or four minutes, and somehow exciting plans to write a number or two with the chap next to me at the Savoy or Nando's rarely seem to have been fulfilled. I have, however, written one or two one-off songs with my fellow sods, and have already shamelessly featured a couple in previous podcasts. With the superb musician and terrific lyricist, Mike Batt, I was lucky enough to share in one of David Essex's biggest hits, A Winter's Tale, which graced Get Onto My Cloud 33. We did write one other song together for Elaine Page's 1980 album, excitingly entitled Elaine Page. The song was called Falling Down to Earth and was produced and arranged by Andrew Powell.
Falling Down to Earth, Music Mike Bat, Lyrics Mine. I'm still hoping for some American country star to realise that Winter's Tale could be a great holiday's hit on their side of the pond, but after 40 years, I'm beginning to suspect it might not happen. With Richard Kerr, who among much else wrote The Magnificent Mandy and a string of other hits for Barry Manilow, and I'll Never Love This Way Again for Dion Warwick, I wrote One of My Best Friends for Michael Crawford, which you might have heard on Get Onto My Cloud 31. You still can. Richard and I also wrote a song entitled Never Mind, brackets, never mind, never mind, close brackets, which never got recorded by anyone, except by Richard himself on the demo, which we rather pathetically sent round to several recording stars, none of whom, apart from the very polite Marty Pello, even acknowledged receipt. It's a tough life being a non-performing songwriter. I think that of all the songs I've written, which have never been commercially recorded, whether by a well-known singer or by Mike Tyson, my favourite is Nevermind, open brackets, never mind, never mind, close brackets. So if you want to hear it, please have a listen to Get Onto My Cloud, episode 25. It really is a great vocal and a great melody. And the words are all right. Sod's Dominic Bugatti and Frank Musker were a lethally good combination a few summers ago, writing inter alia hits for Paul Nicholas, Sheena Easton, and Air Supply, and also one of the best film songs of the 80s, Dogs in the Yard, featured in Alan Parker's big movie musical Fame. As an old pal of Paul Nicholas, ever since he sang the title role in the London production of Jesus Christ Superstar, back in 1972, and having got to know Dominic Bugatti through sods, Dominic and I wrote a number for a Paul single in the 80s entitled No News. It was a fun single, but as far as the charts were concerned, no news.
No news with toe-tapping tune by Dominic Bugatti. Lyric, I'm guilty. Otherwise, sods-wise, I wrote one song with the 10cc genius Graham Gouldman, which the band recorded, entitled The Monkey and the Onion, and that also featured in Get Onto My Cloud 25. Graham wrote a number of massive hit songs even before 10cc got going, including For Your Love, Yardbirds, Bus Stop and Look Through Any Window, The Hollies, and for me, his pre-10cc masterpiece, No Milk Today, recorded by Herman's Hermits. I recently hosted the London Library's Christmas party, and four sods, Richard, Graham, Bruce Welch and Justin Hayward, each performed one of their biggest hits, and rarely has my association with the society been more beneficial. The literary crowd were enthralled to hear the writers perform numbers they all knew and loved in an intimate setting. So, although I haven't written very often with my fellow sods, I would not have missed the almost 50 years of being part of the organisation for anything. It's a different era now, and as far as I can tell, there aren't too many on the charts these days who don't write their own stuff, often in conjunction with about nine other collaborators, which for starters would be a problem for a modern-day sods after a few hits, there'd be around 100 members. Of course, there are some very gifted songwriters around, but it does seem to me that unless you are the singer or the record producer or sometimes a bloke who was walking past the studio at the time, it's very difficult for the equivalent of the sods of today to exist, let alone write songs that will last and be widely covered. However, there is no doubt the talent is still there. It always will be. Nonetheless, I think I'm glad to have been part of a group of friends of colleagues whose songs reached the world via old-fashioned concepts such as gramophone records, a few radio stations, and above all, magnificent interpreters, who did not necessarily have to be the writers. I'm going to end this edition of Get Onto My Cloud with a song I had nothing whatsoever to do with, written by the recently deposed King's Sod, Gary Osborne, who did so much to keep Sods in touch with each other during the two years we were unable to meet in the flesh, thanks to Covid. Gary has written hits with Elton John, including Nikita and Blue Eyes, and the lyrics for Jeff Wayne's monster musical smash. But for me, his greatest moment was his outstanding English interpretation, so much more than a translation, of Véronique Sanson's French hit, Amoureuse, a hit in English for Kiki D. My thanks to all sods, to Mitch and to Gary, for half a century of companionship so far.
was episode 60 of my podcast, Get Onto My Cloud, written and presented by me, Tim Rice, and produced by the one and only Peter Hobbs. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.